Welcome back to the Treat Your Shelf podcast. My name is Adi. And I'm Kari. And we're back today with the next chapters of From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Listen, listen, I've got a nice little statement for you. All right, what's your statement? So if you're ever wondering if someone's a vampire, there's a really easy way to tell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if they're a vampire, only true vampires are always coffin <laughs> like coffin <laughs> like a coffin like <laughs> but also like dead like in a coffin <laughs> all right well that was so cheesy anywho <laughs> so a lot of shit happens in these 10 chapters but also i feel like at the same time like nothing happened towards the end of these 10 chapters I, you know what it is i think is the intensity of the most important things that are happening makes the other things just not as important anymore you know <laughs> yeah sure so we kick things off pretty intense because miss poppy is literally like precariously holding on to not holding on to she's on the ledge of a fucking building hanging on for dear life because this girl was bored one day she'd read all her books and she'd heard about miss willa collins very scandalous diary so she goes to athenium which is the library and she finds her little book and she decides hey i'm, uh, I'm not gonna go back to my room I'm where i should be right here <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna chill sit here and read my book a book that's very much not allowed <laughs> oh so like it's a spicy book just from the little bit that we get of that book she's spicy she's rated xxsnr oh my god <laughs> so poppy's there for hours loses track of time she she like she was hiding like in in a room that she found in the library that was like a private room that should have tipped her off the fact that it was really nice and fancy and had like a whole ass alcohol cabinet belonged to somebody of importance so she's reading and then she hears whose voice the duke beach it's the, the duke ass beach and so she decides to be some one smart ass bitch like yes i'm just gonna chill on this ledge <laughs> until he you know bye bye but you know what though if it wasn't for that she wouldn't have overheard a very interesting conversation yeah she got some pretty interesting info somebody whose voice she vaguely recognizes but can't pinpoint comes in and reports to the duke about having the spoken dissenter. to the dissenter yeah and she's kind of left feeling really off about that whole situation because the duke kind of implies that he's gonna take, take care, care of, of the him. situation yeah. privately and basically kill him in a dungeon and for some reason she's like okay with even though like the dissenters don't get a trial or anything she's okay with them getting like a public execution as opposed to as a, a private, yeah. As opposed to a private, but I feel like both are equally bad, but yeah. somehow she feels like, oh, well, you, if you do it in secret, it's because you have something to hide kind of thing, which I get. Yeah. But also both are really bad situations and should send huge warning flags about your people in power. He's shifty. Shady as fuck. Eventually, the Duke leaves and guess who comes sneak snacking in? It's our favorite snack. It's Mr. Fabio himself, beach. <laughs> Hawk very, very conveniently was able to track her down 
you'll see that this becomes a pattern whenever poppy starts like getting an inkling of a thought of like something's up he's first to jump up and like distract her this keeps feeding into one of my theories theories Mm. that hawk is definitely a woven and as we continue reading the more and more i'm like "Mm, this bitch is a wolf (laughs) (laughs) there's no way there's no way that he's not definitely can't be an atlantean but he's for sure a wolf you think he there's no way he's an atlantean hell no and you know what there's actually something and i'll bring it up when we get there but there's something that made me even more that gave me like a whole new set of theories and i'm like vibrating (laughs) excited (laughs) okay okay, i need to know (laughs) okay we'll get to it so in this chapter this encounter with hawk i love their interactions together because they're just so like witty and flirty and like oh yeah constantly turning up the heat a little oh, hell yeah uh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very it's very back and forth and that's very much and my it favorite feels type. so natural between them like oh yeah I love you know it. what it reminds okay this might not be supernatural but like <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad you did not help your pun game <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose, but I realized it as it was coming out. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyway, in like, let's say Goblin, for example, the, the K-drama that we the, like. Okay. They're dynamic. You, you know how when they have conversations, it's very quick and witty and back and forth? Goblin and the Reaper or Goblin mm, and... I mean him too. But <laughs> Goblin and, and the love interest. The lo- uh-huh. Yeah. It's like that. And I think that's what I like. I love, it's so I like, like back and forth and like quick yeah, and, yeah. and like, like witty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally get that feeling too. So we find out something a little bit interesting about Hawk and Poppy gets jealous because eventually the conversation turns about to love. love. Yeah. It turns to love and she has even though she admits to never having been in love she has her parents as an example or what little she remembers of them and she's like hey hawk what about you you? and he's like i have have. and she's like fuck but (laughs) the author specifically points out that even though he says it was like a long time ago that he says it in a way that is still somber like it's still like her well specifically what she says is he said it as if it happened like hundreds of years oh. ago even though he's only a couple years older than me oh i see yeah, yeah, yeah. which when i first read this Wolven. well we don't know about the wolven's lifespans we didn't get that information True. so when i first read it that was one of the things that first gave me like a red flag like he has to be like there's these, something like, up things. here yeah. yeah but as per usual hawk is like dodge 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 right wait hold <laughs> flirt, on flirt, I, flirt. Actually, I have a question <laughs> uh-huh. when you first read it did you suspect that he was like a vampire no i just thought there was something up with him i could i didn't know you didn't like, specifically like pinpoint what. It. i didn't pinpoint like of right. all the different races that we've encountered right, like right. which one it is you, that he could be you know all the fantasy things and i'm just i'm like i know about vampires <laughs> not, and werewolves thank not you all the fantasy things i just feel like when i read i read the context clues you start checking off and your you, list <laughs> no i read the context clues and you just kind of rush through it. you're like oh my god what but what happens well, next yeah because i'm used to that i'm used to being like i don't know i don't know how to explain it i don't it. get it because you know what you're the books that she does read are 99 percent are like murder mysteries which to me would be like okay so she's much better read at picking between up the lines. yeah she's <laughs> much better at reading between the lines I and picking finished. up the small things and no none of the books i've ever suggested to her everything comes out of left field for her <laughs> anyway so 
enough about us. The in this flirtiness, Hawk steals the book from Poppy and straight up reads aloud from it. I suffered from insane secondhand embarrassment in that moment because I was like, if the guy that I was crushing on, even though Poppy still won't admit it at this point, stole like one of my romance books and straight up read it out loud to me, I'd die. Yeah, you'd shrivel <laughs> up and just like turn into the tiniest yeah. prune on this planet. Exactly, exactly. So eventually he gives the book back and they go back to her room. He escorts her back, whatever. And then we kind of skip a little bit ahead uh, because she's like getting ready for the right. She's really nervous. She has not looked at herself in the mirror in her new dress, partially because she's nervous about seeing herself in something other than white, which was, oh, God, she breaks my heart sometimes. Mm -hmm. And also she's nervous about like what Hawk will think when he sees her. And I'm just like, yes, girl, me too. I mean, it's not that I relate to her because I've seen myself in various colors, but like I relate to her in the sense of like, you've gone through a certain amount wow my personal like bullshit is about to come out <laughs> Go for you've it. gone through like a while of just not feeling pretty and not feeling good oh yeah and then you finally put on like a cute outfit let's say and you just you don't want to look in the mirror because you don't want to ruin yeah that whole uh-huh. idea of like oh but i'm not gonna look pretty i feel you i go th- i go months without looking at myself in the mirror sometimes same. i can't do it same so, <laughs> clearly we have issues yeah <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I get you. I also re- I related to her because of that a lot too. Like, even though hers is a little bit different, ours, it's the ours shock. is much it's the more same, of like, shock it's the same shock value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like uh, that self consciousness. Yeah, it's uh, just too much of a surprise, and I'm not. I don't I'm know not if my, re- if my brain yeah. is ready for uh-huh. that. Exactly. Yeah. My mental health might need a break. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> that's why we go to therapy <laughs> victor escorts tawny and poppy to the great hall but hawk's not with them she asks about it he's uh victor tells her like oh uh he had to talk to the commander which is like mm, he's very this close entire, to the commander it's kind of weird yeah this entire time from i remember i yelled out across the the house if hawk is dead I'm throwing if this book Hawk, away. You thought he died? Well, because he wasn't showing up. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And I know that something's going to go down because it's the right. And I feel like they've they've talked about it so much that like something has to go down. I you just want to say, like some of the things that you say to me are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just because like I know what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember like a couple minutes later, I screamed out something else and then I got really upset. <laughs> so they're there they get to the great hall they're like waiting for the ride to start and all this stuff the duchess is there but the duke, duke is, not. is not i almost called him the dutch is not the dutch is not <laughs> the douche is not the douche is not but the other douche lord mazine is there and he approaches poppy and he's like you have another lesson coming yeah little bitch. like kind of really like threatening about the whole situation with uh the priestess and hawk and all this bullshit oh fuck that guy so hard yeah honestly at this point fuck um, him yeah <laughs> whatever this bitch leaves and then agnes the wife of the guy who victor and poppy gave like a dignified death to it yeah. like the beginning and of the she, book like calm yeah her nerves and stuff. yeah she Not approaches nerves, her grief oh my yeah, god <laughs> jesus <laughs> why are we the same person (laughs) so 
she approaches uh poppy and wants to talk to her by herself but victor's like hell no bitch like you're Not being the... shady as shit yeah exactly so she's being really vague and it's like oh you have to be careful you have to take care of yourself kind of thing and she's looking around and all this stuff and, and victor's Victor, like you know something yeah there's something up she eventually disappears hawk makes an appearance finally and of course he's being all sorts of sweet and yummy and like yes loud exhale when i read that hawk appeared (laughs) i was like oh thank god (laughs) so dumb sometimes some of the things that you come up with they really come out of nowhere because there is there was no like context to believe that hawk had died i mean you don't know there are some shows that like to take you out of left no you're traumatized you were like i fell in love with rylan and two pages later he died <laughs> so true. Hawk's been around too long. <laughs> honestly. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. So you're anyway, right. I think this about every. I honestly, Addy, how many characters did I say during this time that I was like, if this person is dead, I'm not reading. Uh, it's a struggle with you sometimes. Anyway, Hawk comes and Victor is like, I gotta go talk to the commander. commander uh, they join Tom. up with Poppy and uh, with Poppy. What am I saying? With Tawny and Poppy asks Tawny if she heard the name of the Tulises be called up because the right had started. The Duke still hasn't shown up. And Tani says that, no, she doesn't recall that the Tulises were, the were called. Well, that the Tulises were there. Did you even notice that comment? Did you even remember that? The Tulises? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm mentioning it because that shit comes back. There was a whole last paragraph about how if they weren't there, it was treason. I, I'm aware. Okay. Just making sure sometimes <laughs> you miss things because you're in such a rush. I know. <laughs> so the Duchess approaches Poppy and tells her that she's not supposed to fucking socialize and mingle, which is bullshit. The fuck? And this is where her morality comes in because she sees that Tawny can't mingle because she's with her. Yeah. And she sees that she's like, all right, I guess I'll just sit here and watch people do what I want to do. Yeah. So then she was like, hey, why don't you go? And yeah, I feel you like go have such a good a, like, time. Yeah, that's such a like me thing. But the only difference is that I'd be pissed about it. I'd be like, you should go. I wouldn't have even made it to this party. <laughs> I would have stayed in my room. <laughs> I definitely would have gone. But if someone told me I can't mingle, I'd be like, well, then you should go. And I'm going to leave. And goodbye. <laughs> so Poppy is the nice, good human. And she's like, listen, I'm going to go back to my room. You go have fun. Okay, thanks. Bye. And Hawk instead escorts her to the garden. And this Poppy's, is the first return to the garden since yeah, Rylan Yeah, Poppy's dies. like really hesitant because of what happened with Rylan. And he says something that honestly stuck to my brain and made me like all, not almost cry because I'm not a super sentimental person when it comes to fantasy. <laughs> anyway, so like basically what happened was that he said when there is a bad memory attached to one spot, if you can go back and replace it with a new good memory every time it lessens the hard blow of that a hard yeah. moment yeah. and i was like holy shit yeah do you know how many years it's been since i went to nicaragua just because i was like i don't want to go back <laughs> yeah it's too hard <laughs> for a little bit more context our grandparents passed away over there and she hasn't been back since i think i've gone back a couple times yeah, so we're we're going to work on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I got that too. Like it was it's it grabbed at my heart. Yeah, for it sure. It was very sweet. For sure. And it and it's a great way to think about that sort of stuff too. What I, the thing that stood out to me is that Poppy 
is feeling more and more like she is her own person with Hawk because she like reflects on the loneliness she feels and how with Hawk she doesn't feel that loneliness and she feels seen she's more than just the title that she was given yeah, and that he's more than just a guard that was given to her yeah in comparison to um Tawny like tawny who is also like yeah. she she's paid to help her out and like in case and she even needs victor anything. she mentions, yeah exactly which yeah. that one really like i was like damn victor too but yeah it makes sense also yeah. because of the because victor still puts boundaries yeah and he doesn't step in when he yeah when, even when he feels he should yeah exactly yeah so in the garden hawk mentions to her his own anecdote about his brother and his best friend and how they used to explore these caverns and how uh, after he lost them both that he could never bring himself to go back but that he hopes to return one day to make those good and better memories in those caverns where they found a hot spring i'm mentioning it because let me tell you girl it's important it's important later also just just a side note this is just a really stupid side note because my my dyslexia craven and cavern are too similar (laughs) are way too similar i had to read that same chapter like four times just to be like am i reading this right you're so did they find a hot spring in a craven (laughs) obviously not anyway in this moment poppy takes hawk's pain away very kind of stupidly because there's no real like he could make the connection so quickly because there's like nothing else to distract him or anything like that and like the moment is so intimate between them yeah which they've been holding hands this whole time by the way which is Ah! yum (laughs) and he takes her to a willow tree he says that his favorite spot in the garden is the a willow tree and as they're walking over there i thought something that was interesting is how like poppy she has word vomit emotional word vomit around him (laughs) and i think it's because he makes her feel safe oh yes and safe sure (laughs) makes her feel seen like she doesn't have to be the maiden sort of thing and she Mm -hmm. can raise her concerns because she admits to feeling guilty for feeling grateful that she was so young when her parents passed away mm-hmm. because she can be detached from that incident and that grief in a way that her brother can't because he, he was older and retained more mem- memories of that, which I think is, oof, you know, I agree, like, which a lot. To I connected that to how we lost our grandparents at such a way older age versus how one of our grand one also, of our cousins lost there is at like, oh, uh, yeah, at like maybe five or six. And she didn't understand what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like but even we had the benefit of a certain level of detachment because it was our grandparents that lived in Nicaragua. Yeah. And we, even though we spent a lot of our time over there, yeah. our, our grandma that lives here, it would be very it would different. Be a bigger blow. It yeah. Would, yeah. And it would be very different because they lived in Nicaragua. We didn't all get to go because we were having some rough financial times. Only mom got to go to the funeral mm-hmm. and stuff. It was a much more detached grieving process, I think. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the reasons why like i connect with her too and like this moment was Mm -hmm. so like like stood out to me while we Mm -hmm. connected in very different ways really yeah because for me it was that that like that that impacted me so hard like i think you had to Mm -hmm. pick me up from school that day because i just couldn't go through the day without like crying (laughs) so like that was huge for me but i've also never experienced anything bigger than that you know yeah and i hope 
I mean, I know I have another grandmother, and that's probably gonna be way worse. But like, that, I, I don't hope even, that I don't doesn't even, like. I don't I go can't. through that anytime <laughs> soon. Anyway, but I think that that whole comparison that I was making to my cousin versus what I felt—that's that's, that's yeah. how I was looking at it. So, like for you, it was they were more detached, and yeah, you like they felt were more detached, more. and I related more also, to her brother. No offense, and it's not a bad thing. You're also in real life with real life things you're much more of a sensitive person and more outwardly expressive about that's it that's definitely not an offense honestly the opposite is what i would call you <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm the opposite i'm i i think i'm very sensitive but i'm like fucking pull yourself up by your bootstraps and fucking deal with it yeah. in life and that's not always great because mm-hmm. i deal with it later in a lot of different ways and not, i don't like dealing with it in front of people and stuff like that yeah which is not great. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. But it's surprising that we see the same experience so different. Different. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to the book. A lot about us and a lot of dissection here. Wait, before we before we get back to the book, I just want a little tidbit of how easy it is to scare me. I just scared myself because the, the chair made a crack. And I was like, ah! And I bounced. And I don't think Adi saw. I didn't. I heard the chair, like, make a noise, but I didn't even think about it. Anyway, so they make it under the willow tree. And it's so dark in there that the moonlight and the lanterns that are in the garden don't penetrate. It's like a whole other past, world. Yeah, past the branches and leaves. And even if it snows, the snow wouldn't get in. Yeah, so Poppy talks about that. And Hawk be making some promises that bitches and can't cash. He cannot cash those promises. Because like Poppy and him are both already aware that the possibility of her being called to the Capitol are already really high because of the incidents that have happened so the chances of them being able to experience the little tree like later on in the season or the year or whatever are going to be very slim but he's all yeah we'll do this together i can't wait to see it shut the fuck up we already know the doom is coming like no well that was great let's do this again sometime (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you know where that's from no what that's chandler from Uh. friends I'm sorry. I didn't relate to Chandler the way that you did. <laughs> I hate that I relate to Chandler, but I also love it. I'm very much Chandler versus Phoebe. Like I'm one of those two for sure. So despite how dark it is, he and this is what I'm talking about. Poppy is like how he sees the bench that's there. And Pop, Poppy woman. is like, how the fuck? And she asks about it and he makes it into like a thing of like, oh, well, maybe your eyesight's worse than mine. Clearly mine is better. Like all flirty like shit, like trying Little to like, red riding hood over here. Like, <laughs> yeah, for how real. can you see the bench? <laughs> it's the better eyes I have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what the hell? How can you smell <laughs> the people over there? It's the better nose I have. <laughs> Get out of here, Hawk. <laughs> He's like Fabio. <laughs> I mean, he's still Fabio's fuck because he sits down and he pulls her onto her lap. And Bruh. I'm just like, shit. I was. Oh, fuck. I, I think I had like a mini coronary. Like when that happened, I was like, oh. I was. Oh, shit. I had to pause for a second. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So Hawk pulls her onto, onto Hawk pulls her onto his, his lap. lap. Wow. I English can speak. Words. <laughs> and poppy keeps thinking about how wrong it is but she also the only tidbit of information that she has 
about the first maiden, she's also like, well, the last maiden did such terrible things and yet she still was not found unworthy by the gods. So she's like, maybe this this won't count. Maybe I can get away with experience this. Yeah. And Hawk kind of clocks her nervousness and her hesitation. I think he kind of mistakes it for nerves of a different sort because he tells her, well, if I do anything that you don't like or you don't agree with. If you want me to stop. You just stab me. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, here we go. Poke a hole into my body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The violence is everything I love. (laughs) <laughs> just stab me <laughs> just stab me and I we love like, a consent king you know <laughs> you you say it like that but i'm thinking like this guy is so fucking cocky he knows she's not gonna stab him so he's like stab me really do it. that's how you thought about it that's she how li- i thought of it dude she literally completely uh, like without hesitation threw a fucking dagger at his face i understand that but i think that he was aware that she wanted it just as bad as he did so she would he was like do it you can stab me because he knew she like she wouldn't sure i mean that's one way to interpret it i wouldn't (laughs) so you know what this next thing that happens i feel like is proof that that's not the way he was thinking about it um poppy asks him to kiss her and he does and they have a really like the most surreal beautifully described kiss gentleness and then it goes full force until wow like very it was very hot. hot and heavy it was real hot and heavy which i'm here for honestly yeah. and then here's why i think that's not how he meant to say it and he meant to say it as you're more than capable of taking me on mm-hmm. and doing damage and you know that. So if you want it to stop, you have my full permission to absolutely stop it in the most extreme way. First of all, because of the conversation that they had about her want to be in control and not be helpless or defenseless. And second of all, because he reminds her again, if you want us to stop, we'll stop. And she doesn't say anything. And then he stops them and... And he's like, okay, we're going to stop because you're clearly not going to stop me. And this is going to go all the way. (laughs) And you will not say stop. Because if he thought about it the way that you thought about it, he wouldn't have done that. I guess you're right. Sorry if you hear panting and like dog and cat noises. Our animals are just very needy. We're a free range over here, okay? (laughs) We've got five animals and they are needy. So (laughs) he stops them. Something that I was like... (sighs) is that poppy they they're having a conversation because when he stops her and he's like do you want me to be honest and she goes i always want you to be honest with me and poppy gets like an ashy taste from like the emotions that she feels from hot Mm -hmm. and she can't pinpoint what it is because it goes by so quick and to me that shit I got that rubbed you wrong. Warning, blaring everywhere. The first time I read it, I was like, "Wow, I didn't." (laughs) Of course not. You fucking thought that Hawk was being cocky about being like, "Stop me if you don't like it." (laughs) Anyway, they have that conversation, and then they have a really sweet moment where they're just like sitting together, like holding each other. And I was, oh god, it made my heart ache and my teeth. Your teeth. 
Because it's so sweet. But why? What? Your teeth? Like a toothache. Oh, it's so I sweet. see. I wow. see. Wow. I can't believe I had to explain that to you. That was a really good joke. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you so hard. <laughs> they leave from under the willow tree. Bro, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just look over my shoulder with a face of panic. I'm out here thinking this is the end of the world. Someone's going to kill me right now. Sorry, there's a window. And I thought I saw one of our cats and I was about to go crazy. But no, it wasn't. It was the neighborhood cat. Wow, we're really distracted today. <laughs> it's fine. Our brain cells are at zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they come out from under the willow tree and they run into Victor and Hawk and Victor go toe-to-toe in this argument. Victor is all up in Hawk's face. And he ha- said, she's not just another notch in your bed, boss. Oh, in, yeah, Victor said that. And oof, it was I'm, not it. I'm going to be real with you right now. So what? moments like this give me so much anxiety because I like picture them happening to me in real life and I'm just like no (laughs) so basically when he said you would have walked away (laughs) I I wouldn't have stood there and let them fight I would have been like "Mm, this is no longer mine goodbye and (laughs) this isn't my problem exactly (laughs) like I know I'm involved but not right now okay and so basically what what happened when when Victor said that I was immediately like a thousand thoughts started running through my head and I started having like a panic attack because I was like, holy shit. And then he said, she's your hardest conquest. That's why you like her. And I was like, all your insecurities, I'm, all my just every, cause the thing is like, not puppies, yours. mine. Exactly. Because the thing is, I've had that said to me before and it has become true. You know, that you just keep saying no. And that's why they're chasing you. And then finally, when you say yes, that's when they're like, eh, and yeah. that exact thing happened. I hate men. That's and why I stick to fantasy. I was like, I was just like, ah. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, he thinks it's a poppy. There's no way. This is 100% true. Victor's right because he's daddy. You know? Because he's daddy. <laughs> and I, it's so many thoughts all at once. I had to put the book down for like half a second. But then I picked it right back up because I needed to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. So they argue and Hog makes a threat. And then he's like, but because of Poppy and how much it would hurt her, I wouldn't do it. But I could if it wasn't for to her. To be honest, though, he brought it on. He was he was the one that was like over my dead body. And he was like, you want it to happen, bitch? Oh, <laughs> and I was like, my God. Ah! It was a lot for me because I love them both so much. all around. <laughs> so then when it, I have to say it, I there are a lot of things I love about this series it was so cute how he was like how many times he said he's called poppy poppy it was so cute until in this very serious high intensity moment this bitch goes and that's 12 times by the way i was like let me 10 times whatever i was like let me just rip this fucking page out of this book i (laughs) and throw it at his forehead not i hated that line so much i just feel like it was so like okay that was fear inducing to me because they're fear inducing yes yes listen why like scared yes okay for her for me for victor <laughs> for <laughs> everybody victor's already like you know fuck you bitches like you totally did something stupid about that right and then this bitch has the balls to be like and that's the 10th time and this Victor has no idea what he means by that. So he's like, the 10th time of what? 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm just over here like, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. And we're going to watch it. <laughs> you thought Victor was going to, you thought Daddy Victor was going to kill. I thought Daddy Hawk. was going to be like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is your death. you. I can get another guard. <laughs> Wow, Gaddy, so not it. Send him away. You're so <laughs> you project a lot. I do. <laughs> so they argue. Victor dismisses this bitch, and he takes Poppy, and they start walking back to her room. And Poppy has like a, a meltdown. meltdown. Yeah, she breaks down and is like, "I am so much more than this title. How is it that these things that are basically Victor and Tani's human right and daily life?" Are privileges to her that she'll never have. Oh, she out loud finally admits to Victor that she wants to be found unworthy by the gods and that she would trade places with literally anybody mm-hmm. to not hold that title. Which honestly, during this, you've seen me have like meltdowns very similar to this in the sense of like I feel trapped and then I just start hyperventilating over like the stupidest shit. But yeah. for me, it's like actually stupid shit. But like, <laughs> this I was, is like real. <laughs> yeah, I was reading. I mean, it's a fantasy, so it's not real. But I mean, it's, I mean, these are real issues, even though they're okay. fantasy issues. Yes. So I, I'm reading this, and it's like triggering a panic. Like this whole, <laughs> this whole goddamn chapter was just a huge panic attack for me. You know? Yeah. But isn't that what's amazing about this book? Like that it makes you feel it so much yeah yeah i guess i love it (laughs) i love this journey i i like it's hard to explain because it's like you like seeing other people going through similar things in your head than than what you go through i'm not saying that i'm in a similar situation than her i'm just saying like the her thought process and the way that she melts down yeah it helps i this is what i get from this sort of stuff even though our situations don't align exactly it's the feeling. It's the feeling and also and I think it helps me process my own issues. Mm. Seeing because obviously it's a book. So we're going to see character development and we're going to see them push through this and get through this, right? Mm-hmm. So or else it wouldn't be a good book. Right. So I think one of the reasons why I love books and especially fantasy-based books so much is that like it's a way to work through those issues it's a way to visualize how you can work that it's possible issues. even though it's like a you know it's a fantasy and all this stuff it's like laying down an outline an outline of a possibility of how to work through your own issues obviously not in the same way where you like slay the dragon or mm-hmm. kill Voldemort and all this shit it but that there is a path i'm I gonna guess. be honest this moment that she had is what made me cry really me yeah. too i cried <laughs> i cried too I was crying, but I'm a bitch. So. And I, I'm, I'm I don't mean bitch. like I was like wailing, crying. I shed like three tears. Yeah, you know, I've had moments like that with a lot of different books. Yeah, and you'll have them too as we read them. We'll see about together that. on this podcast. Let's be real, you're a baby when it comes to these books. I feel my emotions through books as opposed to in real life. In real life, yeah, yeah. 
because it's like this is real life you gotta keep your shit together yeah that's my mentality most of the time and a fantasy like you don't have to keep your shit together they i can do just, yeah exactly <laughs> this is not in my hands and with me i'm just like i have no hold on my emotions and then when i'm reading a book i'm like this shit's fake <laughs> i hate you so while they're having this argument wow we are so off track all the time it's fine that's the point so they're like having this argument and then screaming starts to happen from the great hall and poppy goes running rushing back because tawny's still there are just pure chaos yeah it's amazing i love it i love these high intense chapters so she goes running back because tawny's in that room and she is not gonna fucking go to her room and chill when shit's going down and her friends in danger and she walks in and the people are running out and the duke is hanging from some like so yeah like pillars and one of them broke or something and he's got his the cane that he used that he would use to to hit her lodged through his heart and then the symbol i'm not gonna lie i wish dark daddy (laughs) i forgot i called him that i was like who i have a story about that okay Uh, uh, I'm going to tell this and then I'm going to tell the story. So <laughs> wait, wait, really quick. Daddy's- I wish the cane was up his ass and not through his heart. But I mean, I guess both. Work. He has to die. Okay. So dark daddy symbol above and it says from blood and ash, we will rise. And my girl feels relief as she should. She stifles a laugh. Which, I know. Wild. I, okay. Not saying that I've been there to that extent, but I've been there in the extent of I shouldn't be laughing, but like it's all that's coming to me, you yeah. know? Mm hmm. So the story for those of you that are a part of the Jennifer L. Armentrout from Blood and Ash spoilers Facebook group. It's an amazing group. I posted about Gotti calling the dark one, Prince Castile, dark daddy. (laughs) And everyone was cracking up about it. And people were making suggestions and talking about other characters like... Wait, um, why don't you do that then? That whole thing that you're talking about? You know how like, the redeemable ones are... Yeah, I'm getting to it. Okay. Hold up. So, very funny. We're all talking in the comments. And we're they're mentioning like the Darkling from Shadow and Bone. And other characters, Rysand and all that stuff from A Court of Thrones and Roses and, and all this. And so I was like, no, no, no. But there's a difference. We have the Dark Daddy Club. And then we have top tier Dark Daddies. And they're the ones that have redemption arcs and are morally gray. And then we have (laughs) Baddie Dark Daddies. And they're the ones that don't have redemptions, like the Darkling. Sorry, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't read it. (laughs) He's a fucking piece of shit. And I know we're all in love with him, but he's not healthy. So, yeah, I think this will be a thing. We'll start categorizing our our daddies. Our daddies. (laughs) In the dark daddy club. (laughs) One of them has to be zaddy, though. Because zaddy is... Will be the one... The father figures that are sexy. Okay, okay, okay. Like Victor. Oh, well, I just thought of him as daddy. But, like... No, no, no. He could be a zaddy. Dark daddy club. Top tier dark daddies. And zaddies. Zaddies. And baddie dark daddies. Okay, okay. Back to the story. Anyway... Uh, yeah back to this story hawk hawk is daddies will be to be determined because we don't know because we're reading i mean i know and the facebook group (laughs) knows what category he falls under but is he a furry daddy a furry (laughs) daddy 
everybody. Shut up. <laughs> we'll we'll work on these categories, guys. <laughs> we'll get back to you on this. So we're in the heat of the moment here. <laughs> this is not the conversation for it. Anyway, so Poppy, um, find Poppy and Tani find each other. And they're trying to make their way out of the dark hall with Victor. The dark hall. <laughs> the dark, the dark daddy hall. <laughs> the dark daddy hall. No. Ah. <laughs> they're trying to make their way out of the great hall. And then the windows explode. She sees some really horrifying sights. We, we don't want to spoil, spoil absolutely every detail of the book. This so the you part can still read this. Out, you'll, 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 you'll see. You'll see. If you read, there's a lot more detail to the scene. So the glass breaks and some d- presumably dissenters we don't know yet are sh- are shooting arrows in through the windows and people are dying around them and people start stampeding out of the room or trying to and of course uh the guards try to pe- protect poppy and the duchess but everybody gets split up and then when they do get split up finally the attackers come into the room and it's people wearing like woven. That's what I was gonna say. Like, the woven masks. Yeah, like helmets or something. Which is part of my predictions. You, we'll get to the end though. I'll yeah, I'll tell you. At end, the end. You'll talk about that. Do you want me to talk about it throughout our podcast? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So this is where this is my prediction. Okay. So prediction number one at this point, I was like, okay, Hawk is definitely a woven. Okay. How when, how does this confirm that? Well, no, no, no the willow tree confirmed that for me. Like oh, his- because when she did the kiss and she like mentions like sticking her tongue in his mouth and then like he like pulls back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also okay. so like there that was a detail. Sorry, we when, didn't mention it. <laughs> when, when they see the woven masks, that's uh-huh. when I was like, oh shit, could he like betray her? You, you know? thought he was one of the ones in the masks. I don't think he was one of the ones in the masks, <clears throat> but I think he knew what was gonna go on that night interesting and i think that he was expecting You're, i've been telling her this for a couple of days her brain's gonna explode with these last 10 chapters <laughs> i think that you know how he's not there during all of this yeah so we you and i both know what he's doing which we'll get there but i think that rather than saving that i think he was causing it and then he switched he went out and saved it and then brought oh, okay, them back okay, to okay, the okay, castle okay. okay yeah so throughout all this hawk's not there because victor sent him away Right. So eventually the commander, Victor, the Duchess, Lord, Mazine, Tani, they all rejoin. They come out and Poppy's concerned for the people that are still inside because they basically made way for only them to escape and then close the doors. But before they closed the doors, the ascended went inside. So which was shocking because according to what Poppy knows, the Ascended don't really do anything. And the Royal Guard and the Castle Guards, they're all there to protect them. So what the fuck are they going to do? And the Duchess keeps being like, this is fine. And yeah, I'm like, she's just like, everything's fine. She Doesn't she get like whiskey? She starts drinking whiskey. Yeah, she starts, so basically the guards and Victor are all like, we need to get the fuck out. And this bitch is like, no, <laughs> we're going to barricade ourselves in a room and just wait I this blame bitch her. out. I blame her for everything. I, I I hate her. So she decides we're going to wait everything out in this room. A room with no windows. Well, like a window, but it's too small for anybody to crawl through. Right. So they barricade themselves in. Eventually, obviously, the descent, the dissenters fucking find them and break down the door. And there's this amazing battle where Poppy is the most incredible badass on the fucking planet. I live for her battle scenes. 
every I, time. I love it, but also during this entire time, I think this is the part in the book where I like stopped and I was like, I swear to God, if he dies, I am not reading this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She said this a couple of times. Gotti said this to me a couple of times. She was like, if Victor dies, I'm not finishing the book. But I'm like, you're an idiot. You're going to finish the book. <laughs> so, I have to. I signed on for this. But fuck. <laughs> so they have this amazing battle. They think everything's done and over with and like everything's chill. Nope. A fucking dissenter comes back from the dead, fucking flings his sword and it goes straight through Victor and daddy and hawk daddy daddy dies hawk oh yeah hawk finally fucking makes an appearance i i know this isn't hawk's doing but there was a like sliver of me thinking back to when they had the fight and he was like i'd kill you i would kill you yeah. i was like a little piece of me was like this bitch took his time because he knew he smelled it in the air you know he smelled it in he the air i thought it. you i thought you thought that he caused the fires so hawk wasn't there because apparently there were some fires. of the ho- there were fires in the like fancy ascended homes i think it's called like rainbow road or something but that's that's what i'm saying though i'm not saying that he that he knew that that wow victor was gonna die i'm saying that he knew about the attack no, no. i'm saying that when he was coming that he like you know how when you can spot things from a little mile away he didn't hurry up yeah that he didn't like, even though rush. poppy was there even though poppy was there danger. because the one that was in more danger was victor and he got there in time for victor to but die how would he know but that, not for her to die but how would he know that victor was more likely to die well that's what i'm saying he spotted it from like a mile away with his oh you think eyes. he was like in the hallway waiting no i think that he was running over there but like saw it and he was like we'll he- be fine <laughs> oh, i'm okay. just gonna keep I mean, jogging wow that's a little <laughs> but, okay, out, but that, out there theory look, but look, sure. look, i'm not i'm not saying that that's legit but there was that sliver in my mind that was like he wanted this <laughs> Daddy, he literally feels guilty about it and apologizes later apologizes later i i understand that but that's what I'm saying. Like, In your fantasy brain about this fantasy story, he was casually strolling by. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying that he just could have maybe sprinted instead of jogged, you know? <laughs> I hate you. But okay, but that, that's why I'm saying like it was just a sliver of my mind. And then I was like, nah, he wouldn't do that. And then I went back <laughs> okay. to like reading, you know? Thank God that you have logic. <laughs> But you, I did have that moment of like, mm, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I swear to God, if he's a betrayer later, like if he betrays, not betrays Poppy, but if he comes out as like, I knew about the attack, I'm going to be like, you killed Victor. <laughs> <laughs> You're no longer Daddy Fabio, okay? <laughs> he's no longer Daddy. <laughs> Wait, I mean, didn't we say Zaddies were like Daddy Zaddies are dad. Yeah, exactly. So he's just a Fabio. No. He's no longer no, Fabio. No, no, no. Daddy daddies are going to be DILFs. DILFs. Yeah. Okay. And then Zaddies. Because we'd still, we'd still, we'd still, Victor's still hot. Okay. So then Zaddies are, are the, the, the sexy protagonist. Yeah. To be determined if they are morally gray or otherwise. We should have an equal version of the women. We should. Because Poppy, fuck. I, yeah. I'd go to town. <laughs> she's a MILF. But she's not a she's mother. She's a mom. <laughs> So she's a. We'll come up with categories for the women too. She's because a wolf. We are equal opportunity. <laughs> a here. woman, I'd like to. Fuck. We, <laughs> oh yeah, she's a wolf. 
we love ourselves oh fuck yes poppy's a queen oh my god i'd die anyway a, a kilf a kilf <laughs> a queen i'd like to fuck <laughs> a quill a quill <laughs> a queen woman pat and pending we'll be back with our female i'm here for the quills cat, uh <laughs> club characters <laughs> so depression yeah. depression 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 yeah, depression this is horrifying i cried both times <laughs> um i shed a couple more tears but i literally i was in my room and my sister was in a different room and i literally heard her throw her phone <laughs> and i was like what happened because she was reading it she was reading it as an ebook and i go what happened and she was like i'm not reading anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm done i'm done with this book <laughs> so <laughs> followed by a loud crash and she's like did, did you just throw something <laughs> I, I and i'm just like my phone <laughs> i was briefly concerned anyway so yeah victor dies but before he dies poppy is in a panic and she can't focus enough to help him with his death and ease his pain and she feels a lot of guilt for about it and victor asks her for her, her forgiveness. forgiveness that's the part for, that yeah, got that me. Killed me for Ooh. not having been enough of a man to protect her against the duke and lord Mazine. it was really really a uh, heartbreaking i genuinely was like shaking i was <sighs> so i was like angry and like sad and then lord Mazine had to open his piece of shit mouth yeah that bitch Ooh. he was like um what was it that he said her guards are too are too he's um, crossed a, a line with the with she's your, too familiar it she's was too the, familiar yeah. with her guards apparently our lessons were not effective or something like yeah. something to that effect don't quote us on it and poppy goes to town she picks up victor's sword and literally turns this man into ground beef wow like I that was, was so such a happy. moment i was yeah i was, yeah, I was like, like getting the girl. one thing i wish would have been written into the book is that she chopped off his dick you know i'm sure and then like he's shoved it in his mouth and was like you piece of shit i mean yeah <laughs> go fuck yourself shove it up his ass <laughs> yeah well Sorry, he, i'm getting so gets, violent because yeah. I, just, I can't stand him and i feel like she really painted this picture so well because i feel like a part of you just when you lose someone so close to you like that just you you just like go through so much so fast and then you just go numb yeah and that's exactly like how she painted it you yeah know? yeah and i was like i feel you but yeah like, yeah Fuck this book no so offense to the author i love hawk you. tries to stop her but she is in a full-out rage, uh, so he knocks her out. When She ends up not going to f uh, Victor's funeral because when she wakes back up... It's already passed. She's given... No, no, no. Oh. She's given what? some medicine from a doctor, I guess, to like calm her nerves or whatever. It's like a sleeping medicine that they talk about a couple times that Poppy refuses to take ever. But she took it for like four days. And the only reason why she stopped taking it and being in like these drug-induced sleeps for hours on end was because it was, was stopping yeah hawk like removed the medicine from her um and when he does she starts thinking about agnes and the dissenters and she becomes a woman on a mission and sneaks out and tries to go find agnes or any descendants let's turn agnes into chopped liver. i don't know why i'm saying descendants <laughs> dissenters into chop yeah liver. but hawk catches up to her and takes her back and he takes away all her weapons and blocks off that servant's exit that's in her room 
which ouch but okay i get it eventually she starts talking to hawk again and he apologizes because he feels slightly responsible even though logically he knows he couldn't have done anything and she tells him that she doesn't blame him or could he i'm kidding (laughs) you're so god just instigator instigator you could have sprinted we all know you're a woman at this point (laughs) anyway (laughs) so yeah it's all really painful very painful and she gets word that she has to go meet with the duchess at this point because it was yeah. like right after oh, yeah, their yeah, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, it, Hawk tells her, like, you can't, you also can't blame yourself because even if you had come to your room, like, the attack would have happened. So he ends up fessing up and being like, yeah, so the reason I'm here is because the Duchess is calling you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, she was, was thinking, like, like, damn, they gonna hang me because I yeah, killed this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Which, honestly, from the moment that he died and they didn't say anything after day two, I was like, they're probably gonna chalk it up to, like, he died in the fight, you know? But, yeah. Anyway, she goes to see the Duchess and she's like, the king and queen have sent word and they want you to come back to the capital. So you're leaving mm-hmm. tomorrow. And she's like, but uh, why am I not being punished for killing this bitch ass dick? And and the Duchess was basically like, because he's a bitch ass dick. <laughs> she, she was like, I'm sure you had your reasons. And she kind of implies that she knew what was going on with Poppy and the Duke and Lord Messine, which is horrifying. But then Poppy also considers apparently what she says about how the truth won't always set you free, which I felt like that specifically. Having read the series and listening to that and then everything that's going to happen for the next two books. Damn. Hashtag sort of facts. But, you know, things get better. For those of you that have read it and are just like listening along. Foreshadowing. Yeah, whatever. You'll get there this week. Okay. Oh. So (laughs) it it kind of implies something about what she said makes Poppy think that maybe she too was also taken uh, abused or taken advantage of. What What she happened to say was if she's just the maiden and this happened to her. Like what's to say that a this that, duchess that who's also a said could have ascended, happened to yeah. her to the duchess and she remembers like how they were never they close like romantic or anything yeah. like that yeah and then after that basically they write this out is the part where i'm saying like so much happened and then nothing happened yeah <laughs> so tawny uh tawny tawny doesn't go tawny doesn't go with her and like poppy and hawk have an argument about it and tawny agrees with hawk that she shouldn't come because they have limited guards available i don't i don't blame tawny at all though just because i know that she wanted to go quote unquote but she just experienced a hugely traumatic attack yeah she'd have to go knowing that she would be the last priority and while it was bloody and horrifying and poppy lost people who were close to her it's not as horrifying as someone who's never seen yeah and been like and like is defenseless because uh, tawny doesn't know how to fight exactly or like she knows a little bit. Yeah, from very what little. Poppy taught her, but not much. And then we have Poppy and Hawk. They meet out. She's told that she's not going to be riding in her maiden attire, which is amazing because she's going to be able to spend a few days just being Poppy. Yeah. And not being the maiden. Which Hawk is like, you're going to be Poppy and not the maiden. Yeah. He's wink, like, wink. Mm-hmm. here's a spicy pepper for you. <laughs> yeah. So he sits he he sits she rides with him and um she loves she takes advantage of it it's you very know. close it's very close and which comfy if and you're yummy. if you've ever been on a horse that gallop is um <laughs> that's some movement <laughs> yeah if you're with someone that is definitely some movement happening there you know <laughs> yeah 
So Hawk surprises Poppy because he did not forget the most important item. Two of the most important items. Two? Yeah, two. Oh, yeah. You're right. (laughs) Two most important items in Poppy's life. Number one, her bloodstone dagger that Victor gave her when she was 16. And number two, the diary of Miss Willa Collins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the two most important things hockey ho- hockey hockey <laughs> hockey poppy is of course mortified is that their ship name hockey no <laughs> what about what about pock pock pocky pocky pock like oh no that's bock <laughs> from wicked oh <laughs> anyway so they travel the travel sucks uh, they make it to the blood forest and it's really weird. The bark looks like it has blood on it. The trees, look, the leaves look bloody. There's bones littered on the ground. Everywhere. But there are no leaves littered on the ground, which is, is weird. weird. They eventually, this this is how we end, guys. We end with a double spice, a two pepper scene. Two peppers. So they, they camp in the blood forest and they it's cold you know it's cold and poppy needs protecting from her nightmares because if she screams they'll get eaten by rats is what i was calling Which are them. like basically bear rats yeah <laughs> and craven so hawk cuddles up with her you know and okay okay the, the pg version is that hawk cuddles up with her hawk cuddles up with her that's the no pipe pipe and wow, spice um, wow not pipe <laughs> oh my god hot cuddles up with her and is like and she can't sleep so she starts talking about her fears of ascending and, and what happens after the ascension and if she hasn't after the ascension is she gonna like the person that she's forced to marry and all this stuff and hawk's like i have the cure to your inability to sleep and boy does he have the cure <laughs> oh god so <laughs> we go we finally go below the waist but it's above the clothing yeah so it's still just two peppers yeah so it's still i would say it's two peppers because it's pretty like detailedly described if it was less detailed then i would call it a one pepper one scene pepper. but yeah it's a little bit of spaz. spaz and then she goes to sleep and it's delicious and you're left wow yum what's uh, to come <laughs> poppy is oh shit uh, anyway oh, oh my god <laughs> oh my anyway. god so how we usually end the podcast is with gaddy's predictions right so what do you think is gonna happen on this journey and ahead do you have any more predictions about dark daddy none about dark daddy so far okay surprising since he like launched an attack yeah no i have none <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i don't have anything on him other than like okay this is my thing i really do genuinely think why that- do you why do you think Dark Daddy wants Poppy? I think that they're hiding a lot from her. And I think that he's going to show her the like, truth. The truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't know the real truth of anything. And you see that a lot in these chapters. Yeah. She's she's basically lived within this like. Exactly. And like. Sphere that they've created for if her. Dark Daddy can get his hands on her. Then he can give her the other side. The truth. Re- whether or not that's the truth. Mm. Or, like, the right way to go is, you Do you know. think he's actually good? 
Or do you think he's evil? I, I kind of think that he's good. You think he's good? I think he's good. And I think that the people that they're living under are the evil ones, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I also think that Hawk is definitely woven and is probably a dissenter, I guess. Whoever, because like the, the dissenters are the ones that attacked and they yeah. have a woven mask. Yeah. So I feel like he's a woven and he is one of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I think that he was sent to infiltrate and then he fell for Poppy interesting oh my god that smile (laughs) it's a lot of interesting theories yeah and so in falling for poppy i think that he has a lot of conflict and maybe that's where the ash comes from that ash taste maybe maybe you're gonna find out i mean (laughs) oh boy anyway you'll know those are my predictions for now interesting i think we're not gonna see tawny again for a long time Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials. Everything is Treat Your Shelf Pod. That's T-R-E-A-T-U-R-S-H-E-L-F-P-O-D. My dyslexia has not freaking <laughs> bounced me off the walls. Let's go. <laughs> That's on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Facebook. YouTube. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. And don't forget to treat yourself. Yeah. And your daddy. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)